Okay, so today we're welcoming to the channel uh, Bivi, and she's from Finland. She was so kind to come and, and have a little chat about some experiences she's had in her life. So uh, welcome, Vivi. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to have you. Yeah. Nice to nice to be here. <laughs> yeah. So take us back. Take us back to earlier in life, whenever whenever it feels relevant to to describe kind of how things were for you when you were younger or before some right. changes in your experience. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I would say starting from really, really early age, this whole uh, experience of entanglement with the uh, persona and conceptual identity and all of that, that started to form, like, I don't even know how young, but at really young age, it just felt very, very, like, uncomfortable and unnatural, and I could never really be part of it socially. So starting from that time, everything started to be very, very heavy. And uh, and of course I didn't know why. And- um, I can relate. So that, yeah. I can I, definitely I relate to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess everyone doesn't experience it to the same degree, but for me, it was a very, very hmm. uh, internally, uh, yeah painful experience mm -hmm. and um, so that started the whole thing and what ended up happening in my case that I got involved with uh, kind of a very religious dogmatic spirituality for 10 years of my life like between the years of 20 and 30 and uh, that uh, ended up adding a lot more baggage into the whole thing actually like a lot more conditioning and uh, mm -hmm. and also traumatic uh, experience that needed to be then later addressed when the actual actual awakening process started to unfold mm -hmm. so I went through the whole thing of spiritual seeking and uh, and um, yeah but I don't really want to go more into that because oh, that's okay I you know, I, I can relate also to just just listening to how this played out for you, because when I was growing up, I felt such a um, some just something wasn't right about the way it felt to be around other humans. There was some mm -hmm. and I was I now I know exactly what it was. I was picking all of their energy up and their repressed emotions. I could feel it all, but I didn't know what it was. And it felt so sort of not right. But then um, I also didn't get fully involved, but it just come came into contact with different like methods or religions or, you know, people that sort of said, oh, we figured this out. Let us show you what we figured out, how to how to feel better, how to figure life out. And it didn't feel right. better. It felt it felt like more of the same, but with a different flavor, maybe. But then, as you said, like sooner or later, you start to feel these weird control mechanisms built into it, which makes it worse. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And actually, I felt I was much more in touch with the suffering, like before getting involved with this type of spirituality that just suppresses the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, kind of artificially, I don't know, dissociates, at least it was like that for me yeah. from like somatic sensations and from the internal pain, you know, yeah. and all of that. Yeah. Where, so, so where'd you go from there? From where did I go from there? Well, well, then, and I, 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 I don't know. I can only explain it that it just, just, yeah, just grace, <laughs> like everything that at the end of that period of, of my life, that 10 years of period, uh, 
I just uh, happened to go for a trip, uh, kind of really randomly to to Hawaii, <laughs> to Kauai. And I remember when I first time somehow landed there and felt the natural world and the elements, and it was so vibrant and just so um, like a texture of the senses and everything was so rich and so present. And um, I felt like in my body for the first time, like since childhood uh, and uh, kind of just fell into this really like unknown place or kind of more just vulnerable place where where everything got a little bit more quiet and um and yeah then there was just this voice i guess like a wordless voice intuition but also i've been totally severed from that <laughs> so i guess that's the first time that i really felt it and heard it and and it was just kind of telling me to come back there to kind of just leave my life behind whatever I had been doing and just come back to this place and mm. just spend time there like indefinitely without no any reason at all and uh, and yeah I really can't explain how but somehow I managed to do that like mm. somehow I managed to pull myself out of that life situation and environment that I had been involved with and uh, just do that kind of leap <laughs> to the unknown basically that is a big yeah. leap I mean that's literally on the other side of the world from Finland, right? I mean, it's pretty much yeah. as far as you can get away. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Very yeah, cool. So, so you moved it. While moved I was, it. what's that? So, so you moved there. Kind of. I mean, you know how it is in US. You can't easily move there. So yeah. I, I was traveling, having kind of more nomade type of lifestyle, you know, mm. and I don't know, everything just suddenly conspired for that to happen so mm. yeah yeah and while i was there there on the on the island uh, or on the island Kauai, uh i just felt called to do this type of retreats like alone there was this place which was really like isolated you could just hike in there and uh, spend time without meeting anyone for days and days so uh i just felt called to do that just just to be in nature and meditate but without again it was just intuition and I would do those type of retreats like for like five six seven days quite a few times during mm -hmm. during my time there on the island and uh, on one of those retreats um uh well there happened and something you know uh that uh uh, yeah, I, I still can't really like explain, but <laughs> that was like the opening and it was very powerful. It wasn't like a subtle opening. It was, uh, I guess that type of thing that people refer to like Kundalini awakening, but, yeah. uh, or Saktipat, uh, but mm -hmm. I didn't call it like that at the time. I didn't call it anything. And, uh, really, I mean, and even I had all this background of spirituality and all of it, um, it was so wildly different than any anything that I could have ever imagined. And uh, it was so obvious that it had nothing to do with that type of dogmatic spirituality because it was a direct thing and very, very, um, it, it really hit me very deep, very, very, in a very deep way. And... Um, so that kind of shifted everything, kind of the orientation in life. And it kind of felt like 
like it's entered to the foundations of my life somehow but I I at the time I couldn't really understand or necessarily talk about it or articulate it and I never talked about this actually anyone at that time but but it kind of felt like it entered there and started to slowly loosen loosen <laughs> loosen stuff mm-hmm. and um kind of like an earthquake right mm-hmm. like yeah. 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 Like some people, I guess, can experience the same thing, but it can be really subtle, like when you yeah. feel the first hit. And then some people, like for me, the hit was like really powerful, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really matter. But after that, there will be more and more that type of hits, like openings, like glimpses mm-hmm. and glimpses and glimpses. And uh, so that kept going on for like, like three years. And then everything just fell apart, like internally and externally, basically. Yeah, I, I can relate to this, this first opening, like, for me, it felt very much like what you're describing more, more than I mean, I hear it described in many ways. And I always feel pretty connected to what people are saying, like, it's pretty obvious what I would call an awakening and when that fundamental shift in identity actually occurs and when it doesn't. But they they're all quite different. This one sounds very similar to what I experienced, the just the way you're describing it, and it's okay. so fundamental and it's so deep. Um, and I didn't have anything to say about it. It's just no, and it was also nothing spiritual. It didn't feel like anything I had ever, at least what I had ever perceived spirituality was in any way. It wasn't any of that. It was just beyond beyond. But um, but I I can relate for sure. And uh, and then you said even three years later there was a a different kind of shift or a a, a more yeah I mean that's like this what I just described this like opening it was still an experience Mm -hmm. right so I mean it definitely like kind of like something it it was an opening that in certain way never closed Mm -hmm. but it was an experience that after that I would go back into that type of like identity and person and images and all of that was still there yeah and um, I would say when everything fall apart that three years later that was when the actual and then the shedding process process began and it kind of launched launched me into this type of dark night like four years very very difficult I mean again I I don't think it necessarily has to be that difficult but for some reason for me it was was like very very difficult and um can you say a little bit about that because i think a lot of people don't until it happens they don't quite make the connection between well if all boundaries disappear and your sense of inside and outside if that's all gone isn't it just peaceful beyond that how can you still feel pain how can you feel contraction or maybe not contraction but like that intense shadow material right i i totally believe you and i know exactly what you mean but just to clarify for people who don't they don't always get this i noticed because they ask yeah. about it quite a bit um yeah so what happened for me was that this type of conceptual narrative of my life that somehow had still remained intact after that first awakening it it hadn't like you know it, it was still there so that completely collapsed like that type of meaning like conceptual meaning of life so it kind of felt like a lot of conditioning fell away actually kind of mostly all the spiritual conditioning that I was carrying in my system but what was left was still this type of really core woundings like uh, kind of really really early traumatic kind of stuff that are at the sense of separation 
so there was still enough identity left left in them so but there was nothing more left than that so it was thoroughly devastating like it was kind of felt like like before that I would have this really beautiful relationship with the divine kind of mystical so so when that collapse happened that internal collapse that was what fell away that's how it felt like it was like there's kind of like there's no god anymore that that type of experience fell away and it was thoroughly devastating and all these powerful and beautiful experiences that i used to have all these glimpses and of unity and pure nothingness they just completely stopped and i was suddenly there facing like everything that i've avoided and repressed and numbed in my life but there was like no medication suddenly like nothing worked and um and I was totally alone at that point for some reason I just I didn't have any teachers or friends around who could relate to it so it was very very well yeah solitary experience like that yeah yeah no coping mechanisms left no build no ability to filter or avoid anything and you feel all of the repressed material full-on without a filter and can't avoid yeah. it. Yeah. And suddenly no spirituality, like nothing right. to explain anything, like just. Yeah. And it was very confusing because I had these powerful experiences. If I actually would not have had them, it could have been easier, but the mind was grasping a lot on yeah. all of that. It was suddenly not there. It was still like holding this idea that awakening is an experience that can become permanent and, and, for some reason, it had a really hard time <laughs> letting go, yeah. letting go of all those things, like the most precious things that ever happened to me, kind of, of like inside those experiences. I couldn't like do that anymore yeah. because it's so obvious that like anything experiential is going to come and go. So yeah, yeah, that that's a really important. You're making so many. I keep. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you, but I want to mm-hmm. open these points up because they're really important points. That that's a big one is when you really start going through the heavy shadow material, your mind will want to recreate the awakening. It'll that's the best thing that ever happened. You want to get into that place of clarity. I remember it. I remember it so clear. It was clear. It was peaceful and flow, and there was no. It was just so much fluidity, and you like you want that back. But the part of you that wants that back is the part that's going going away. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's exactly. never really existed, and so you you have nowhere to hide from from this really dense energies. It's energy essentially. Um, and, and it's energy plus resistance. Like it's that, that's what gets worked out is the the intense amount of resistance around all this deep energy that created that world that that was the self that started seeking and became an awakened self and all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very physical, of course, the resistance, like all the the patterns and and all of it, the mind, mind reality is very rooted in physicality. So very, Mm -hmm. very visceral process like that. But yeah, but after four years of, of that, and actually in the middle of it, there was a kind of opening, kind of like very weirdly, kind of like a sense of what's going to come after. And <laughs> a little bit of something like, and and then it kind of closed back again. But, but then, uh, I, yeah, at the end of that period of time, there was then um, like the, what I would call the first shift, like a permanent shift of, uh, of awakeness. And it was very interesting because it was so different than the previous powerful experiences. Like before they had always been very, very, like I say, like kind of, yeah, powerful. And this one was like nothing like that. 
I was simply like coming in touch with a kind of like a sense of how it felt to be when I was young. And there was like a sense suddenly like, hey, there's this really weird uh, emptiness or or kind of like openness, you know, and which was interpreted as lack. So I was kind of relieving that type of thing. And I was suddenly like, hey, I've been turning away from this my whole life, but none of it, it was like verbal. I, I wasn't thinking about anything when this happened, but there was a sense that I've been turning away from this inexplicable nothingness in the center of my experience all my life, because it's been interpreted as something lacking and, you know, something like something wrong with me. And suddenly yeah. I was like, hey, I'm turning towards it. And, and then there was like a, just like stepping into it and kind of like becoming it. But I mean, it's it's what I am and what everything is and what's always been like that. But it kind of feels like stepping into it, but it all happened somehow out of exhaustion because at that point I was so tired after mm. all of this internal tremendous pressure during this during these years that I, in the end, I just, the resistance was just not, not there. So it just happened kind of like, mm. <laughs> like, kind of like stumbling into it, you know, at the most unexpected moment and, and place. And, and I definitely wasn't trying to do anything spiritual in that moment. So, mm. so that happened. And, and then there was just suddenly like, whoa, there's this pure openness, just this like totally indescribable. And it's like, I was and and this recognition, like how you know that that's say that's that one why. more time. Uh, like is recognition somehow, but there's no words. But it recognizes itself that ah, oh, yeah. this is this is what I am, and uh, and there was just be like really no experimental byproducts, but but there was this kind of just it was very funny because I was like I've been looking my whole life for what I am, and I thought it was just like insanely funny. Yeah, and, and there was a sense of relief, of course. There was like oh, this tremendous burden and all this very difficult period of this dark night. It was just like evaporated like that, mm. like completely gone. And 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 that opening never closed for me. That openness. So it's it's been like that ever since. But that was almost like just the beginning because that openness would then just well keep opening and keep expanding and then it will go would go beyond like kind of anything i could have imagined so mm -hmm. yeah beautiful 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 i love that whole story all of the nuances all the twists and turns like truly one that's one of the most remarkable awakening stories i've ever i've heard a lot of them too but it's also just so um It just so points out all of the nuances uh, and twists and turns of this. And it is also very relatable. It's so relatable. You're, it's just such, you didn't do this as a spiritual process, like per se. Um, it wasn't planned. Uh, it was um, full on. Yeah, it's it's so natural and, and yeah. so simple. And what's the really funny thing about it it actually took me more than half a year from from that to actually realize it had nothing to do with this whole non-dual thing that i was into earlier in my life that's how different it was the actual shift when it was a you know a, like a permanent moment to moment experience because initially it was very well at first kind of like neutral but then it was just 
there was none of those spectacular elements present, uh, you know, for the first, like, I don't know, half a year that followed. It was just very, just simple presence, just, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. like that. In so, Zochen, the uh, the Zochen they have this term empty clarity, empty clarity, which is really what it all comes down to at some point. Yeah. Um, which is a pretty good description. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what happened then was something really like it was like, I don't know. It was like maybe a month after that, I I happened to read a book you know and it's written by someone like a non-dual person who's not really a teacher but he described like his process uh of awakening this type of very very intense process and going like all the way it's kind of very single pointed like as fast as possible to ultimate truth absolute whatever you want to call it <laughs> that type of thing so i read that and then it was on the background of abiding one month in this very strange openness, you know, that was just like total unknowing kind of. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like a spark. <laughs> like he just, because uh, how he ended the book, it, he kind of just summarized shortly, like this is like, this is what, what this thing is about. It can be done, you know, by anyone. It, the price is everything, mm -hmm. but he said, you can do it, mm -hmm. you know? And it was that words, I mean, the book is great, but it was those last words that were really like that, that conviction. And and it just, because I knew that that openness was the truth, you know, and I, I knew that it's what I am, but it wasn't yet clear exactly like what its nature or something like that. So it was like an opening to something and I didn't know what, and I knew that there's more, but the more is not anymore that seeking thing, you know, that seeks for something external or experience or anything like that. So there was this beautiful thing of abiding in that and the seeking thing was completely gone. And at the same time, this really burning like desire, like almost like really compelling, like, I mean, it was super compelling. <laughs> like it became just like so fascinating and interesting. And just like, I didn't think about anything else for the next period of my, of my life. And that was like, then one year and eight months being in this type of internal space of just total single single focused and and um kind of yeah yeah kind of like inquiry i guess but but it wasn't that clean and that type of mm -hmm. thing that i can really even explain i felt there was like this really kind of fierce energy like a wrathful energy actually and it was all happened here none of it happened here but it was using like this faculty of discernment and just untying like everything untying in the system it was very kind of embodied and I had a lot of energetics related to it and so it was kind of messy but also very lucid yeah. and kind of ecstatic actually mm -hmm. and but not easy there would be a lot of a lot of moments that were very difficult and some like life situations relationship situations that were just mirroring me right there where I was holding on and it was there was just nothing to do it's just I couldn't mm -hmm. hide anywhere it, it would just <laughs> keep going on like 24 hours a day and seven oh. days a week and and that um, is so beautiful there's a there's an ox herding picture like it's called the sixth ox herding picture it's this zen series that shows like awakening steps and all this or whatever but 
the sixth one is so interesting. It's when he gets on the the ox. He you're riding the ox, your true nature, and he's playing a flute, and he's but he's riding it backwards. He's not the he's not in charge of where he's going, but he says my intone my flute intones throughout the night. Anyone who hears this will follow me. It, gain and loss are over. They're assimilated. There there's nowhere I'm going but where this bull is going. You know, and that's exactly how that feels. It's just like it's full on twenty four seven, a roller coaster you can't get off of. But there is discernment. There's clarity there, and yet there it can be still very gritty, very um, direct, intense, physical, energetic. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like one like wild trust to the unknown, and it just keeps on going. And it's mm -hmm. uh, and there's no guarantee of anything that will. And that's the beauty of it. You know, yeah. it's just otherwise it wouldn't be unconditional. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. yeah. And there's no plan B or anything like that. And um, it was so, I never felt as alive, you know, as as when all mm. of that. And I felt like my life conditions had all just like come to that perfect perfect place, you know, when, when that spark happened. And it, it felt like everything inside of me was like, finally, finally it's happening, you know? And it's like, uh, it felt so good. And it's kind of like, it knows exactly where it's going. Even you don't know nothing. It's just... Uh, mm. Yeah. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I do have this lineage background and and uh, my the lineage that um, that I have it's it's non-dual Shaiva Tantra, so it kind of came back to me at some point during this period of time. It, everything fell away when I went through the dark night, like everything. But it kind of weirdly reappeared <laughs> at that point. And so I was also like really loving those practices and, and they were just so beautiful. It was more like all happening from the point of exploration, like because kind of weird combination of that burning desire and at the same time just falling in love with reality as it is and just the being itself, like exploring itself through the practice and through everything what was happening but on the background there was always this great intensity and mm -hmm. this uh, uh great like determination and um so yeah and somewhere towards the end of this period there was um it was interesting because it just came to a place where it suddenly was like indicated that to kind of desire anything other than what's happening in the moment is to deny the truth. So, so first it was like this burning desire for truth, but then it was kind of like being asked to surrender even that first giving everything to it. It was very interesting. I can't really explain it. And at that point I wasn't really even suffering anymore. Like, I mean, it was very minimal at that point, like whatever was left. So it was actually a really great place to be. And but at the same time, I knew it wasn't finished, it wasn't done. But at the same time, there was this clear invitation to just uh, kind of fall in love with the uh, reality as it as it manifests moment to moment. And yeah, because that's the truth, right? What else could it be? And yeah. it was very obvious that it's it's like that. And so when that happened, then then um, maybe a month after that, then there was a kind of then final final i don't know what to call it like a release kind of energetic release into boundlessness and uh 
and uh, kind of the inner and outer collapsed mm -hmm. and uh, and the subject and objects and I mean the perceiver and perceived and perception collapsed in, into one like seamlessly just just one and it all happened like it was kind of like one thing and after another it mm -hmm. would be like an unfolding and it would just keep on opening and opening and opening and opening yeah. or you could say it just kept collapsing and collapsing and collapsing and collapsing so it was yeah. um and after being in that type of internal mode of one year and eight months where it was so focused you know all my all my will and all my life force i was just channeling channeling into that so it's kind of like very powerful thing you know and, and the lifetime of suffering and everything what was left in the system like confusion and disappointment and disillusionment so all channeled into that when it then finally <laughs> releases i mean it's kind of like well there's going to be like expansion kind of and mm -hmm. something something like that i guess um, yeah i i love what you said um a couple steps ago you're saying so you're saying so much it has so much nuance um <laughs> but I don't want to stop you because I love the way you're saying it. A couple steps ago, you mentioned that at some point you fell in love with the process. You fell in love. I, I totally know what you mean when you say even yeah. the search for truth, wordless truth, instinctual truth, whatever, even that will have to collapse because you're going to have some, everyone's going to have some filters still about what that even means. And it's going to feel like some universal truth or something's going to be there. That's got to go. And then, mm -hmm. then it's like you do fall in love with this just as it is. There's just nothing but this, whatever is even arising or non-arising. There's nothing else. And and but there's something so beautiful about that. It's austere in one sense. Um, but sometimes even at this stage, people will have a fixation because it's like, but I want something else to be here. I want there to be something, a, a universal truth, a universal consciousness, a universal self, uh, something like there's still just a little bit of wanting left. But it's a it's a very mature um, and important step to just fall right in love with just this just this as it is what's here and what's not here. But it's it's perfect just the way it is. I don't I don't know why it is. I don't know what it is. It's not it's nothing about knowing. It's pure full on experience, and that 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 is a kind of love. It's a kind of in un, uh, unconditional love, unconditioned mm -hmm. by my my expectation of what should or shouldn't be here, and. I I know exactly what you mean when that leads directly into this like this collapsing because for me sometimes I've described it as scaffolding one collapses and then it hits the next one and collapse and collapse <laughs> that's how it felt like me when the physical world just deconstructed itself like when yeah, I say the physical uh, world it's like yeah the, the sense of inside and outside being opposed to one another and being able to even construct that the sense of form there being objects in three dimensions all of it is just was seen to be another extrapolation of an ex expectation here pushed outward that way it was never really there it was not there at all um mm. and that that collapsing into i don't even can't even really give it away i could call it clarity i could call it anything but even that could be misinterpreted because it's not even nothing it's not <laughs> it's um uh it's not an it you know and so it's just this arising however it is in the moment which is so perfect uh, in a sense, but it doesn't need to be anything. And um, yeah, so I just wanted to reflect that. has become that. the goal, kind of, I guess, I guess this Again? phase. This phase is kind of like the path has become the goal. So just yeah. walking the path, it's it's the goal. And yeah, that's the surrender, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love it. Dogen used the term um, practice enlightenment. It was one word, like they're the same thing. Practicing, even when you're a seeming beginner, confused and lost and don't know what, had no insight yet, that that is also enlightenment. You know, the path is the goal of the path. Every step mm -hmm. on the path is the completion of the path. You know, every mm -hmm. doubt is, is enlightenment. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's all quite miraculous in that way. Um, and yeah, you do, you have to go through that, some of that really heavy stuff that you described so well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most people do. I mean, everybody goes through some of it. I think some people it's a lot more intense than others, but yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now what do you, uh, what do you do? So this was like one and a half year ago, what this, uh, uh, I don't know, release. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, and I guess there was like a few months after that where it was kind of like settling and, and there was this sense of like first this expansion and then the expansion in itself kind of just settled in this just pure non-substantiality and pure infinity. There's no more expansion or contraction or anything like that happening. And, uh, and and then it kind of took a moment, like it took those few months to actually come aware that something wasn't there anymore that used to be there. So when that whole collapsing thing happened, it kind of collapsed all the way to the, what I would call like, like, the void like infinite potentiality or, or absolute but there's just words for something it's and and then something like never returned from there mm -hmm. <laughs> and and what i mean with that it's it, it wasn't just that type of sense of um separation but also that pure essence like that um just that sense when consciousness rests in itself, you know, mm -hmm. that when you turn inwards and it's just like a resting like that. So, so that also fell away. So I had this moment a few months later after this, that I would try to turn inwards and kind of, well, I, there wasn't I, but to do that thing. And it's just, there wasn't inward anymore, mm -hmm. but that movement of the mind would still happen like, and try to kind of, search for the inwards but there's no inwards and there's no outwards there's just uh and and that was uh yeah i guess this disorienting for a moment and very confusing also and and uh kind of very mysterious and also very it felt also very like kind of really beautiful in a way and very innocent because um it was like the loss of the you could say the awakened self or the unified self or, or you, that type of thing and and when that goes then there's actually like like the loss of all identity no need to anymore hold on to any any identity something like that i guess yeah. because that's like the final really subtle subtle kind of attachment but i wouldn't have noticed it while it's there and i don't think it's possible to notice it while yeah. it's there but when it's not there then it's suddenly clear what it is basically yes. so so what you're describing, I'm 99.9% .9 sure is what I would call, or what Buddhism would call the realization of no self. That mm. it's, it's the, it's the most fundamental layer that makes any self possible. It's the fundamental layer that makes any ability to 
collect experience into a sense of any inward world at all. Adi Ashanti has described it as the, your inner world just disappears absolutely. And yeah. I, I think that's very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And there was kind of weird grief <laughs> related to that. And uh, for a while. And uh, and again, the mind would do a little bit of this thing where it would kind of crash towards what is not there anymore. And, and also like this inward turning movement of the mind, it would still kind of kept happening every now and then. And then there would just be the absence, right? Absence of basically everything that used to be there. And, and then that, but that's just the state of mind and kind of that type of blankness or absence, you know, and uh, instantly when that movement would relax and it would just relax every now and then and just be relaxed <laughs> and not happen, then it's obvious kind of that this, whatever this is, it's, it's really like beyond any words, words to describe. It's, it's, I mean, no self is great description, but it's a neg negation and the, the actual mode is very affirmative, mm -hmm. but in the beginning it didn't feel like that because uh, that movement of the mind would come back. It would again look inwards and kind of there would be all kind of like a, sometimes even terror a little bit related to that. Not yeah. a lot, flashes of terror and a kind of deep sense of like aloneness, but not loneliness, you know, not that yeah. type of separation, but like deep, deep aloneness kind of. and. And kind of really bare. It felt very bare and raw. Like there's yeah. just no buffer anymore. Not even that transparent yeah. stuff. So, so I kind of feel that it really takes a while that that no self mode can actually start to blossom in the experience, and it can only start to blossom after this inward turning moment of the mind ceases mm -hmm. completely, because then the absence doesn't anymore feel as absence then it kind of reveals reveals itself or some you know couldn't have said it better myself so perfectly stated yeah 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 and then it's it's funny because we enter this place it's like well what what is here when the self is not here when when that is clarified and the tendency to try to turn back to find a self is is, is also subsided what's here well, it's impossible to discuss. It's impossible to talk about. Language is just not structured to talk about it. Um, but it's remarkable. And it's everyone's birthright. And it's possible and available to anyone. But they will go through things they didn't think they want, that they, they didn't even think they could go through. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy, wild, beautiful. <laughs> mm -hmm. It is, indeed. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So for me, what what I felt came really online at that moment was this type of silence was very different than from the silence that I was used to feel with this pure sense of I am, because that's also kind of like this inner stillness. It's always there. It's very organic. But this silence was uh, different. Like, first of all, it was like not internal because there's no internal anymore. And it would be absolutely just the same all the time, no matter what was happening in the waking mode or dreaming mode. And it just penetrated deep sleep, dreaming and waking, like kind of like this type of great silence, <laughs> yeah. kind of all it. And, and then the whole process was during the kind of many months that followed was just to die, die and fully surrender everything that was still 
just happening in the body mind because there's no self anymore but there's still remnants and mm-hmm. echoes of of the conditioned self somehow and stored yeah. in the physicality so all of that type of thing still was happening and all of that just like was to be surrendered and mm. the silence yeah well so but at some point then the silence and all that type of like great death i guess but it's very untraumatic this it's very like it just started to crossfade with this type of like renewal like like the senses like 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 the sense feels where it's just like almost like reborn yeah and and there's this sense like everything is happening for the first time and it's so insanely fresh like like fresh and untainted it's like totally immaculate and just like uh, yeah it's it's very like this deep well-being that's kind of like i feel releases like from the cells like from the core of physicality itself but the physicality is no more physical because it's just the emptiness pouring itself into beingness but it's it's very rich and it's very like full and uh empty fullness right (laughs) i think yeah 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 empty clarity yeah that uh um, Dogen also has another fun, like fun way of saying it. What I think is he says, when one side is illuminated, the other side is dark. There's this profound, empty clarity, this, this, as you said, a, a sort of stillness that's not a mechanical stillness. It's not a caused stillness. It's just the fabric of everything. And at the same time, there's this beautiful, like luminous nature to all sense fields because there's nothing filtering anything anymore. And that just radiant aliveness into it's intimate actually it's intimate not to a person or even a location it's just intimate to itself which is everywhere and everything already yeah right and so total unresearched intimate like it's just like there's no choice to be intimate with this or that it's just like a, yeah. it's like just the instinctual response of the physicality to just for aliveness and for embodiment it's just like yeah. this and this and this and 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 this, like my life at least, is very simple. It's like yeah. super simple this moment and has been for many years. It's just like, a, so it's it's like kind of very ordinary and very, very simple. But at the same time, it's beyond anything, you know, that kind of yeah. Yeah. human reality. But at the same time, it's been like this all along. And that's also super clear that this is how it's been all the time and like that whole dream of consciousness getting entangled with thought and then liberating itself it just (laughs) it never touched these like one little bit (laughs) it's almost like it never happened (laughs) yeah yeah exactly yeah (laughs) oh my gosh yeah well it's been incredibly beautiful sharing this with you and sharing this with my channel people are going to absolutely love it i'm sure (laughs) get a lot out of it and we're going to have questions and all that but um uh uh i just want to thank you again for your time and um being willing to relate all of this um for the channel and i wish you um all the best you already i usually say to people i wish you fruition but you know what fruition is now 
you live it. So, um, so I just wish you health and uh, enjoyable life. And I'm sure everyone who comes in contact with you benefits greatly, even though you probably can't even tell, <laughs> but I'm sure, it, I'm sure it happens. So thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's been so good to have this conversation here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.